Welcome to the Suffer Sooner podcast. This is week three. We're talking about the Mesa Marathon that me and Danny are doing this week. Um, uh, weekend on Saturday. Uh, I'm calling. I'm calling in from uh, Mesa, and Danny's uh, at home in Kansas City. And we're just two guys now, just talking about Mesa Marathon while uh, our our third person, Serena, is off to on a family trip so she can't be with us this week so hopefully we me and danny can keep you guys entertained with uh with our shenanigans so <laughs> so travis so the how's, first, the, how's the how's the weather in phoenix it is ridiculous here it's pouring rain the most rain i think i've ever seen um in arizona all the times i've been here yeah it's uh it's it's not it's not pleasant it's not it's not going to be a good time, I don't think, for us this Saturday. It's supposed to be, um, you know, we we picked this race because we were like, you know, it's, it's I bet it's nice and warm in Phoenix and and uh, Arizona in the in the winter time. We should do a marathon in February, and uh, yeah, uh, if you looked at the weather, it's going to be a high of what did it say, fifty four, yeah, on Sunday. You know, I, I think I, I sent you a screenshot the other day that said, it said, let's play a little game. Is this the weather in Arizona or Kansas City? Right. And yeah. And sadly it was it was Arizona and it's gonna be forty something degrees at the start of the race. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't always have perfect weather. And I think that's you know, part of it too, is just kind of rising to the occasion of you know of race day it's it is going to be what it's going to be it's not like we haven't ran in 50 degree rainy weather so we were just we're just really banking on that 65 and sunny that's what we were banking on so sounds like a good opportunity to suffer sooner exactly just get it over (laughs) with. get it over with yeah yeah so why um so why why are we doing this again because you know i think Last time I checked, I'm not a runner. That's what I tell myself. But then I go out and I do these things where I put these different tennis shoes on. And I yeah. I have like a short sleeve shirt and shorts. And I I I put one foot in the in front of the other a little faster and then a little faster. And but I don't I don't like to run. So so why are we doing this yeah, again? Exactly. Um I'm I'm in the same boat. I am not built like a runner. I am not I don't have the running physique nor do I prefer to run if it wasn't for uh, being with the triathlon team and friends I've made through triathlon and riding gravel bikes that I probably wouldn't be running as much as I do. But the reason I do it is because I am bad at it. And so I want to get better and I want to, and I want to improve on this aspect of sport. And so I deal with the suffering and I'm, go and and do it that's every, right every time i can so yeah you know i joke about it i mean i i a little sarcastic i i've actually learned to enjoy running um i, I still look for the runner's high i'm not sure that that actually exists but but i'm, I, I'm actually, with you yeah yeah I, if somebody finds it please tell me how you get it because i've never had it maybe i just don't run yeah. hard enough but um but no all, all kidding aside like i i really have you know, we did the we did this marathon a year ago, right? And and I was I was a little bit sick and suffered through it. 
not very fast, suffered through it. But um, I, I, for me, a year ago, I kind of wanted redemption on the course and just to have a, a good a good year. And and now that it's here, it's like, ah, you know, it's it's fun. But I think, you know, we talked about this last week too. Like this is just the opportunity to cross train. And and I I have to say, I think, you know, marathon's a lot. I, you know, a half marathon's probably more reasonable. But yeah. I think of I think the running has has just helped set the bike up so much for the rest of the year. I, I think there's just so much to be said. And you know, congratulations to all the people that are true runners out there because I think that you, you gotta be a strong athlete to be a solid runner. I, I think it just sets you up. I think your muscular endurance is is a lot a lot better to start the year. You've got a strong base to work from because you you know, especially marathon training. I mean, we go out in these three hour training runs, right? And you you just got yeah. a good strong base now. And I think that it just, to me, it just sets the bike up and really every other sport that you're going to do the remainder of the year triathlon wise. So uh, what do you think? Yeah. Cause I, I, um, you know, I was looking at that, uh, training, you know, through the winter, most of the time, like a lot of it is done on our trainers inside. Um, if you're lucky, you can get a couple of outside rides, but really like the adaptation is not for us to ride for an hour inside. You know, there's, there's not much to, I mean, there, there is fitness to be gained there from riding the bike inside an hour, like three times a week, but really for us, um, doing these longer events and these, uh, longer bike rides, um, a lot can be accomplished when we push ourselves past the, you know, one and a half hour, two hour, you know, two and a half hour mark. And so doing these long runs on the weekend, I mean, that's, it's, you know, instead of riding two and a half hours, we're running two and a half hours and mm -hmm. we're just getting a lot more of that base fitness, um, to start the season and, um, in, in that fatigue in the legs, it's not like, you know, cause running's a body weight sport and you have to, you basically, you know, every time you take a, a running step forward, you're, you're generating like three times your mass and from, you know, accelerating and decelerating because mm -hmm. of gravity, whereas cycling, it's a low, it's, it's a no impacts packed sport. You just pedal in circles. So mm -hmm. you get a lot of muscle, um, you know, you get a lot of benefits from your muscles to bone density to, uh, just running, um, through the winter. And I think it's as if you can, you know, running in the winter is probably one of the better things to do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty much why we try to pick it because, I just, I mean, I like riding my bike and I do ride it, you know, a couple times a week on the trainer, but I, I know when, when my running form is good, my bike form is really good. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I think that, um, there's, there's no doubt that adding this volume of running has made me a, a better, you know, overall athlete in both on the bike and then, you know, obviously triathlon was a year ago, I had not done a triathlon. Right. So I think just what I've learned about myself through the process of, of extending out to a marathon distance for the run, I think is it's, you know, it's, you learn a lot being on a bike for a lot of hours. You learn a lot more, I think by running for a lot of hours, you know, and I, yeah. just think, I think that it's, um, it, it's a way to really connect with your body on a different level. And I think it's, um, like I said, it just teaches you a lot about yourself, um, which I think is why I still do it. So it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yep. It's um, type two fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> one of these days we got to break down what is it, what exactly is type one and type two fun. I don't, I don't know if everybody understands what that is, but yeah, ooh, yeah, definitely a lot of type two fun around here. So, so why Mesa though? Why, why do we pick this one again? I mean, I, I, I tell you, I really like the course. I, I think, you know, you're, you spent a lot of time in the, in the Southwest region. So, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about like why you think coming back to the Mesa, um, the Mesa event is the one to do. Um, well, one, I was looking for, uh, all the help I can get for the run. And so basically the reason I picked Mesa was it's one of the few marathons. Well, there's a couple out there, but this is one of the few early season, um, net downhill races. So mm -hmm. we get bust to the top of, what is it? We get bust to a, um, a national park like the entrance to a national park outside of Mesa here. And then we run all the way down into the Valley of, of Phoenix. So mm -hmm. it's basically all downhill a little, there's a couple sections where we have to go uphill, but it's basically all downhill. I think about, I think it was 800 feet, um, almost a thousand feet of vertical drop mm -hmm. that you're going to be running downhill for that 26. That's a lot uh, of drop. Yeah. So I don't know. I know my, my quads a year ago were on fire after this race. So, yeah, it's, but I mean, I mean, that's what we try. We, we've, that's why we've been making our, um, runs, you know, mostly downhill. We've, we found some steep areas in Kansas city that we can run down just to make sure that the, uh, that our quads are kind of used to that. That's right. Um, so, well, I tell you this: the the folks that put on Mesa, the Mesa Marathon, they they put on a great event. Um, you know, obviously we're not we're not sponsored by them, not getting paid to say anything like that. They, no free entries here. We we paid our own way. But I will say they put on a great event. I you know I had a, the good fortune of of living in Central Florida for um, a couple of years um, back in um, you know the mid two thousands and. And you talk about an outstanding running community. I mean, I don't know that it gets much much more engaging than Central Florida, but I'll tell you, they put on some great events there. The the folks at Mesa Marathon know how to put on an event, and um, yeah, it's it's um it's an outstanding uh, time. I mean, they have a they're having an expo down there tomorrow. I'm flying out in the morning, right? I'll see you down there tomorrow morning, and and um, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a it's a great event, great great um, great course, and um, We'll see. I don't know what Saturday is going to hold, but we'll see. Um, but um, yeah, with, yeah, with the weather being what it's like, I know we're going to do our best to make sure that we are prepared for the conditions. But again, you know, twenty-six point two miles is a long way. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and and you know say like, oh, we've got it in the bag, and you know. Um, I'm always, I'm always trying to be realistic with this stuff that I don't ever want to jeopardize the future training just for this race. This race was just to keep us the carrot on the stick, basically right. to keep us, to keep us honest through the winter. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to risk, you know, anything just to say that I've completed it. I, this race will be here. It, I can come back to it anytime. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather come home, um, uh, with, uh, without an injury 
That's right. Um, than than just to be like, well, I finished the marathon, but now I tore my uh, Achilles, so yeah. I'm out for you know uh, eight months. Right. I would, I'm, it's not worth it. No, not yeah. at all. But um, but you know, I think then we'll we'll have to talk about this in a future episode about how you kind of break down the season. You know, we always have our A, B, and C events, and I think this is the pure definition of a C event. Right. I mean, yep. this is uh, this is all about just keeping yourself in a in a good physical form, and it is cross training. So I might might even call it a bit of the preseason. But but um, yeah, I think those are good goals. You know, just get through the race, have have a have a good time, enjoy the course. Yep. Um, it's gonna be a little chilly, maybe rainy, but it's it's still a beautiful part of the country, and and um, it's gonna be a good time. So you know, maybe kind of looking at the race itself. Um, what, what do you think about fueling for it? I mean, I think, you know, running is one of those sports that, you know, everybody has their own sort of fueling strategy, their fueling approach, but I, it's totally different than any, than biking, right? I mean, on, on the bike, you can't eat enough, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's a little bit different. So talk a little bit about like kind of what your approach is going to be for Saturday. Um, you know, it's it always, we'll start with, uh, a decent breakfast. I usually have like oatmeal and, um, like a banana or something, some kind of fruit and that'll start me off. And then, um, it's going to be, uh, I think the on course nutrition is goose. Yes. Goose. Yeah. Yep. And there you have those almost, I think every four miles. Mm-hmm. So it's my, my Mesa or my marathon strategy is always, uh, has been, um, a goo every three miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so three, six, nine, 12, all the way up until the end. Um, that served me well just to keeping my energy high. And then as I go through every aid station, it's, it's always Gatorade, a sip of Gatorade and a sip of water. Mm. Um, unfortunately, since it's not hot, um, I won't probably need as much water mm-hmm. tomorrow because I won't be sweating as much but I will still need to drink the water to, um, keep the, uh, keep the goose from, you know, uh, keep their osmolality up mm-hmm. because they won't die. They won't digest if you don't drink enough water. Yeah. You maybe just, just say a little bit for folks that don't, maybe don't know what that is. Like what, what tends to yeah. happen when you, when you just consume the sugar and not, not really let it flush out. What is what? what yeah. So, there? so if we all remember back to our, uh, the our high school chemistry class where we used to talk about osmotic pressure and that's the basically the amount of like fluid in a in a in a uh can like in in a vessel and then there's fluid on the other side of the vessel so we'll say like inside your stomach and then inside your blood mm-hmm. you know as your plasma moves around and if those two don't have this the same uh osmolality then they can't cross And what tends to happen if you just dump a bunch of sugary stuff in your stomach, the fluid from your blood, your plasma, your, your fluid wants to go and make an even out. They, they want to make it even all the time. Mm -hmm. So it, it, your stomach will draw from your blood and to help in your intestines and stuff to make you to, to help digest the sugar because you have to process it somehow. And so that just further dehydrates you. Yep. But if you drink enough water, then it creates like sometimes it, or not sometimes it can create a positive pressure where it's adding as you're absorbing sugar, you're also adding fluid to your plasma volume. And then you can, 
your body is really good at dissipating uh, extra liquid by either urination or mm -hmm. uh, sweat as mm -hmm. you're as you're as you're continuing to exercise. So it's really important that you keep um, your fluids up, even though it is cold. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, you know, they, if you if you've done these events and you know you, you hear about fueling and fuel strategies and all this kind of stuff, they don't. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, a lot of gut issues are simply just you're you're just not fueling right, and it's yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, I can't I can't take a goo or I can't take this type of fuel because it it you know upsets my stomach. Well, is it the ingredients or is it the the you know the quantity and the amount of water? Like there are so many factors, and believe me, I'm not a nutritionist, won't pretend to be one, but I do have a lot of experience where I've I've tried different mixtures, I've tried different. Um, amounts of like the, the combination of the, the the fructose and the glucose <laughs> you get all these different yeah. sugar types the, and mal the maltodextrin like all yeah. the all the osis and the sugars and the whatever you want to call them but at the end of the day <clears> if you don't get those right for your body type you're gonna you're gonna run into some challenges and and yeah it could be, you're gonna you're gonna not have a pleasant day out there and i i think kind of the way you lined it out there makes perfect sense for hey you know what have a goo every couple of miles, three miles, I think you said. So I know yeah, that, some people that's like mine. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Some people do four. And uh, I only do three because that's that's basically right on the 30 minute mark. Mm -hmm. And I have tried four um, every four miles. And I yep. I feel after about two hours of running, um, I can feel that kind of fade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it, I I'm just not there cognitively and I'm not making very good decisions. So I, mm -hmm. I just, that's, that's what I've learned through training um, that it, I'm just, I can't think straight. So then when I'm trying to think like, Oh, you know, how many, you, you know, you start when you start going through the race and, or, or through training, you're like, okay, well, what mile am I on? When do I need to eat? What was the last thing I ate? And you're trying to keep, keep on top of this stuff. If you can't think straight, it gets, it gets really easy to get behind on fueling yep. and, yeah, that's and right. getting through that. So, yeah. And I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I've done this with, uh, and you know, just like everything else, there's nothing new on race day, right? Tip. There's right. a, there's your tip for the week, not the new on race day, <laughs> but, but, um, but I, I am going to try, you know, and I've done this in a couple of training runs, uh, leading up to this where, you know, we, we, I, I'm with you, Travis, we typically, we'll do every three miles. I, I am going to try to squeeze an extra goo or uh, maybe a couple bites of banana or something earlier in that first, you know, say six to nine, maybe 10 miles. And, mm, and yeah. I think, you know, where I think I've fallen down, at least in, in my approach before is yes, I'll stick with the every three miles, but you know, as the race kind of starts to, to, to wear on you a little bit, that the amount of times where it stretches out a little and and now you're not getting that consistent influx of, of nutrition. And I've found that I tend to fade pretty fast. And when I start to fade, I fade fast. And yeah, uh, you've, you've, I've, you've seen me on the bike. So yeah. I, you, yeah, you know, but so just knowing that about myself and having gone through that experience, I'm going to try to stay on top of it. And I'll, I'll try to play that game where you, you try to eat a little bit more or a little bit more frequently, smaller amounts, but more frequently and try to try to try to get ahead of it and try to stay ahead of it as, as long as you can through the race and and hope yeah. that you know if if you do start to fade maybe you prolong that to to mile 20 or 22 instead of you know mile 16 or 18 so 
Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I'm, I'm thinking too. It's, it's not that we're going to get through this race unscathed and we're just going to, you know, be, you know, running through every aid station. It's we're, we're really talking about um, making it to like our pre you said mile 18. I'm looking at like keeping it all together until about mile 22. That's right. And then, and then from there, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're in survival mode. It's, it's not, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to fuel this way. All the, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to fuel the same way, but we're talking like when we fade, we're, we're hoping that the fade happens later in the race so that we can just kind of hold, hold our little selves together as we kind of plod along to the, to the finish line. Yeah. In case if it's not obvious, we are not the type of runners to do 80 to hundred miles a week. That is not us. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, yeah. To give you a, to give every the listeners here, we, we, we topped out at, at a couple 40 mile weeks. Yep. That's um, about it. And cons- consistently hit 30 miles per week. Yep. Um, and, and that was basically the training through the winter. Um, I know, I know right now somebody's hearing that going, that's it. 30 miles a week. Yeah. That's it. And then, and then there's other people going, there's no way I'd run 30 miles a week. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I get it. It's and and you know what, that kind of goes back to uh, the conversation. I think we had um, maybe last week where we talk about this, you know, it's like you, you fit in what you can, you do what you can. I mean this, we, and, and I don't want to break down the whole training block, but this training block has not been the best training block for me personally. I, it's, it felt, it's felt somewhat disappointing that's okay. Cause guess what? I'm going to live with whatever consequence it produces good or bad. And that's what we're yep. going to find out Saturday. And I'll learn a lesson one way or the other and we'll move on and I'll, I'll be a better, better athlete for it. So. Yeah. And you know, 30, 30 miles a week average with, you know, a couple 40 mile weeks, it's, you know, would I've liked to run more? Sure. But could we have fitted in? I don't know. It would have been a little bit harder. Um, especially with my schedule and I, I know with your schedule too, That's right. um, it would have, it would have been a little bit more difficult. And, and last year when we did this, we, we topped out at 30 miles a That's week. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, we're, we're not trying to make these gross, uh, improvements in our running. Like y- you can't run that much. Like, like our, our bodies have, we have to give time to adapt. And this last year that we did two marathons. Mm-hmm. um in the same year so yeah. you know it's not like we just did mesa last year and then we were done no we right. we also trained for um chattanooga marathon mm-hmm. um which is at the the back half of you know the ironman so right. um we uh we we definitely ran a lot more this year than i've ever done in my whole life and it's just trying to keep us injury free and you know, and maybe next year when we come back to Mesa, maybe we're running topping out at 50 mile weeks, you know, and yeah, who knows? And, yeah. But it, it's, it's all that we're not looking to gain huge mileage um, because we just, I just know the propensity for us to get injured, especially at our age, our background of not being um, runners is just high and yeah. it's better to, I, I, yeah, I think I've said this before, and I know I've told this to you. Is is now my goal in this sport is is longevity. I want to do this for as long as I can. So I want to be running marathons if I want to when I'm right. 50, 60, 75 years old. However long I can do this, and my body holds up, I want to continue to do this. I That's may right. not be fast, but I just want to continue to do it. 
Yeah, and I think, um, and I think you know, the longevity side. So we'll we'll bring this back to fueling because I think the longevity side is not just taking care of yourself during the event, but then also after the event. So it's it's the nutrition in between the events, yep. in between the the training, and you know, I think I think a lot of folks here, you know, again, I'm I'm not the that the expert, I'm not the dietitian, but I, I will tell you that, um, you know, off the bike or off the run nutrition, all that stuff, everything outside of your training plays a role in this too. And, and so, you know, in my opinion, I think, you know, all of that sort of sets up the, the, the fuel you have before your training session, the fuel you have during your training session, like it is all part of the strategy. And that's, it's like put, pulling all that together can be a real challenge sometimes. But, you know, we talk about the strategy for this race in particular and that, you know, it's just, it's what, one goo every three miles. That's only like a hundred calories, right? So, yeah. so what about like, so, you know, we kind of think about some of the other events and the other crazy things we do. Like, how does that compare? How does that compare to say you oh. know, you're on the bike for, for four hours? So take a three hour or take a three or four hour run and compare that to like, what is four hours on a bike look like nutrition wise? Oh, so for me, I can do, um, about 350 calories an hour on, on the, the bike. bike. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's the last, last time I remember actually like plugging it out. And, um, I think that was for, uh, that's, that was the, the fueling strategy I had when I went, when we went into, um, uh, Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. And so 350 calories an hour, and you're talking about four hours, that's, um, that's 1400 calories. Yeah. And, and we're talking about, you know, four hours of eating basically two goos an hour. If we're running 10 minute miles. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, if each goos, what, 200 calories, maybe hundred, hundred per pack, so, yep. 200 calories and hundred per run. 100 yeah. per pack. So we're, we're looking at eight, 800 calories. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> if we, if we, if we eat all of the goos. And, and if you ate, if you tried to, <laughs> if you tried to shovel 1400 calories down during a marathon or during a run, oh, dude. you'd, you'd be, would, you'd be hunched over a trash can every, every aid station. Yeah. It, it just, you just couldn't it do wild? it. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah. and I think that's, that's the part, you know, that I, I think it's tough, you know, you, you know, look, we everybody was a beginner once. Right. And I think if there's one thing I kind of learned quickly in this whole process is nutrition is is really critical to your performance and it's important to the longevity of the event you're doing so you know again very few people will go out there and go hey you know it sounds like a great idea to ride 200 miles or to go run a marathon but you, you know you build up to that and your nutrition you have to build up to it as well like you didn't just start eating 350 calories an hour on the bike like oh, i no. have a feeling you'd be you'd be over on the side of the road taking a ditch nap if you did that yep yeah it's I mean, I came from the old school, like if you were eating, um, you know, that was, what are you doing? You know, yeah. you, you don't eat on the bike, you eat off the bike. So we would go on these 80 mile rides with two bottles of water <laughs> and maybe a goo. And then we would bonk and, you know, we would have headaches and because you're just not, you're one, you're not hydrating yourself well enough. And then you're not you're not even eating, um, man. And then I'd get home and I would just eat everything in front of the fridge. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've, you know, starting from, you know, from that to where now I tend to, um, really look at fueling as probably the most part key part of training. So like, I always look at training as you have to do the work to get you to the race, 
but you also have to train the fueling that you're going to use in the race. That's so right. those two things are like every long run we've done, we've pra we, I've practiced my fueling, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's been with what we're going to see on the course, if we're going to use the course stuff, or if we're going to carry our own nutrition, then we carry it. Um, you know, and, and you have to think of fueling, um, differently for each like different event. If you're going to yeah. do a 200 mile gravel ride, well, there's, there's a lot of fueling that you can do differently throughout the day. Like you yeah. can start eating solid food and, but as, as the heat comes in, you're going to have to change that fueling to maybe more liquid or maybe you do like a mix of, you know, you do an hour of liquid nutrition and then you can mix in a little bit of more solid nutrition, but yeah, you know, I mean, training for this marathon, it's, it's, um, you know, it's that, that focus on those details of nutrition, I think is, is really what's helped us because it helps you recover afterwards too. Oh, that's right. and it just, and it helps you go through the race, you know? Yeah. I think, I think we, <clears throat> we'd really like to do a, a deeper dive into nutrition. It'd be really nice, especially if we track down somebody that maybe is a, um, you know, maybe a nutritionist or a, an expert <clears throat> that we could, yep. you know, we could kind of pick their brain a little bit, but, but I think it's, it's pretty wild how, how different the, the strategies of the approaches are. And you, you mentioned, you know, some of the longer events, you know, if you're thinking of doing a, a, a eight or 10 hour event, <clears throat> how your strategy has to, you know, be solid focused up front and maybe more goo and liquid focused on the back. Right. And cause yeah. Your body just—I mean—it's amazing how much your body changes and what it can consume and what it can process during that type of a window. Yep. So again, I think you know, and, and again for those that are maybe just getting started out, where an hour sounds like a long event, we'll build that up to two hours and then build that up to three hours, and and you know, it sounds kind of wild, but a two or three hour event, go from number one, it's, it's a blast, but number two, it's like. The, what you learn about again, what you learn about yourself and what you learn about what your body's capable of is is um, quite rewarding. And I think part of this is is you do that experience enough times. Like what have we talked about? Everybody <coughs> should go out. Maybe not. Maybe not in peak season, but everybody should go out and do. You know, put yourself on the edge of like, what does a bonk feel like? What's it going to yeah. feel like when I have to pedal fifty more miles to get back to the get, to get back where I started? And, and my legs just don't have it. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, a little bit light on it. I think, I think that's the kind of stuff that people, you know, those are the things you want to learn about yourself. And, and again, there's no, there's no, um, simple one, one process that, that applies to everybody. Everybody's unique. Yeah. Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. There's, there's some people that have, uh, you know, you know, allergics, you know, they're allergic to maltodextrin. It kind of like makes them, uh, gives them bowel distress. There's some people that, you know, don't even do, uh, you know, sugars or anything. They're all, you know, keto and, and, um, protein, uh, stuff like that. Um, there's, there's all, there's all sorts of different types of fueling strategies. And, um, to, to think that, uh, you know, I've, the reason I've come to this strategy of this is mine personally, like my mm -hmm. fueling strategy is, uh, not from, you know, just something I read in, you know, triathlete magazine or, you know, runner's world. It's, <laughs> it's, I have tried 
so many different versions of everything. I've tried to do keto and fuel with, you know, meat and uh, fats and stuff. Um, and I've tried all those sorts of things. And eventually I've come to the place where I prefer carbohydrates and that's, and that's how my body works. It's that's my body and that's how it just loves carbohydrates. So I just mm -hmm. need to feed it. If I feed it carbohydrates, it will continue to turn the pedals over or make my feet keep moving forward. So, um, it's all right. very individualized. So yeah. very good. Well, that's, that's, um, yeah, I think we could, like I said, we could spend a whole episode just on, on the nutrition side of this and, and we may, may very well do that, especially if there's a lot of interest in it. I think, I think it's one of those, one of those subjects that, you know, people think that all the answers are known and I really, yeah. I think, I think <clears throat> to, to what we said, it's different for everybody. I mean, you've got folks that, that there's, I just saw, I've seen articles recently about how people are trying to go back to like fasted workouts and does that work? Yep. And so, I mean, there's always room for experimentation. Um, that's what the off season's for. So if yep. anybody's if you're thinking about experimenting with your fueling strategy, um, just remember the more dramatic changes should be done in the off season and you should be fine tuning it for, for race season. So we're at the point now yep. where it's like, Hey, we, we kind of know our strategy, um, willing to make changes. I'm going to test the heck out of it before I start applying any of it to something like an unbound or an open range or any of those types of events. So, um, anyway, yeah, and, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get it wrong either too. Like sometimes our fueling strategies, we, we try to, we try to stick to them as best we can and, it doesn't work out. Doesn't work. You know, your your body just goes, nope. I'm I'm not having it today. That's right. <laughs> and and the next thing you know, you're just like, oh, um, I guess I'm just not really handling this. So, um, you know, you you have to be kind of patient too with with this stuff. Is that you know it it doesn't happen overnight, and um, you you can have some little setbacks, like maybe what you eat the night before affects what you're going to eat, you know, how you process stuff in the morning of your race. That's so, right. um, that, that stuff is, that's why I try to, you know, after all these years, I really try to make sure that, um, my, uh, race, my pre-race meals, um, starting with the dinner before and the breakfast before the race are the stuff that I've had every race, um, important race. Um, mm -hmm you know, just keep it consistent as, as much as I can. Yep. Simple, simple stuff. Yep. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to cover? You know, I was thinking this whole time, you know, we I, I really, really miss Serena here. She, I would love to know what her thoughts are around some of these things. Cause Oh so man, she's got some great nutrition yeah. stories. Yeah. We're going to have to come back around to some of those when she can join us. So I hope she's um, yeah. enjoying, enjoying Texas, but anything else you want to cover today, Travis? You know, no, I think that's it. I will, uh, I'll I'll see you tomorrow at the airport when I pick you up, and I think uh, suffer's complete. Suffer's complete. Very good. Thanks a lot. Yep. See you, man. See you.